Hi, I'm Geeta and I'm Swati. Welcome to the Autism Everyday podcast. Today we're going to talk about some activities that you can try out with your child with ASD at home. Just a little heads up for those of you tuning in only now. Geeta and I are BCBAs. We run Weekend, a resource center for autism in Chennai, and we are passionate about parent training, education, and of course ASD. So um thanks to the lockdown and the fact that we've been talking to uh, you know all of your parents on an almost daily basis in the course of a telehealth intervention uh it's been a great learning experience for us we see some great new ideas coming from some of you some very practical modifications to the goals that we have sent you uh, and given that you're working from home and some of the questions that you have come up with have really made us think we understand that given the lockdown resources are limited there is no amazon where you can just go online and you know get anything you want delivered at home and was an intensive lockdown for 4 days and in any case toy shops and um, stationery supply stores are closed and what you have at home is all that you have and like one mother said I have discovered that there are reinforcements other than food that my son is willing to work for and quite enjoying it at that. Yeah, one of the things we strongly believe in um in addition to this is that a range of goals can be targeted and a child can learn a lot through fun activities. Absolutely, yeah. For example, playing with Play-Doh doesn't have to be restricted to an OT-based activity. It doesn't have to be done just to improve his motor skills and ability to, you know, press or apply pressure, which is usually where they use Play-Doh. You could weave in a whole lot of receptive language from asking your child to pull, roll, press, turn, make a ball with a flower. I mean, you know, you could weave in so much. And then you can also throw in motor imitation using objects. So if you've got a rolling pin, you could give your child a rolling pin, and you could have a rolling pin on you and say, "Okay, do what I'm doing." And both of you can work on creating fun shapes, or you can even make a roti. Yeah. So all you have to do is just follow. Um, you know, have him follow you. Ask him to do whatever you're doing. You can throw in some silly play. Absolutely. You can yeah, pick yes. up the roti and you know cover his eyes and say, "Can <laughs> you see me now?" Or you can make glasses with it. It's endless. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, you know, a lot of parents have asked us, "But we don't have Play-Doh, so what do we do?" And you know, fear not. There's always flour, atta, dough. Just add some food color if you have some. Add some glitter. If you have a child who mouths a lot then you want to add a lot of salt a lot of salt <laughs> oh yeah excessive amounts so that sort of prevents him from mouthing it and makes it a safe you know play item and there's a whole range of things you can do with it yeah you can also get the child to kind of knead the dough um in the process i mean once it's taken shape knead it a little further which is a great activity you can have him squeeze develop his finger dexterity and strength and that can translate into him being able to accomplish little tasks like pressing down the lid of a jar efficiently or closing a lid tight i mean these are places where we see children struggling mm. right uh, you can do pretty much anything with a few uh, kitchen ingredients really uh, the other area where we found parents struggling 
is with the lack of space or limited access to open spaces. Not being able to take their child downstairs or to the outdoor play area if it's, if it's one of those you know, um, multi-storied complexes where you have a place to play. Because there are restrictions everywhere which means that a whole lot of the movement related activities needs to be modified and probably has to be run indoors or in the balcony or um, the terrace uh, if you have one or just move some furniture around and see what you can do best inside your house the terrace is the new thing now right yeah everything happens up on the terrace <laughs> It's the most happening place in most houses absolutely <laughs> in fact i think people have um, a roaster by which they can go otherwise you'll end up right. being able to maintain social distancing <laughs> um, and uh, you can use any material you have at home for activities like a backpack or water bottle you can crawl on the floor you can reach for objects that are at a height so many important little goals for your child that you can work on during this time at home. You can even use a heavy towel rolled up for some activities. Your imagination is your only limitation. Oh yeah. You know, talking of spaces, I was reading the other day about this, this person and I'm sure there are many more like him who are actually practicing for marathons in their houses. Wow. So this particular guy ran 26 miles around his bed oh my and it was I mean the the dimensions of the room were kind of smallish um, but he ran 26 miles no less wow so the limits really are in our head and I mean if you can run 26 miles around your bed right the limits are <laughs> certainly in our head and a little bit of creativity can break all these barriers yeah isn't that amazing Absolutely. Yeah. So going back to the earlier example of the mother who realized that her child can work for reinforcers that are not food based, a lot of time we as adults have mindsets about our children, what the child likes, what he does not like and no, no, that he'll never try out. I can guarantee you he hates it. But you never know. In one of our earlier episodes, we've spoken about natural environment training working in the natural environment where you go along with your child's motivation and modify your work every day based on what the child's interest today is. Yeah, and I think exactly what is key there is that you don't assume that he likes one particular toy or activity every single day and he, that he'll always like the same toy or activity. But rather, you give him the space to explore and decide for himself what he wants to do today and you could be pleasantly surprised to realize that a lot of things are just our mindsets yeah, and it's like every child likes chocolates yeah and every <laughs> child loves to be tickled oh yeah yeah you never we, know <laughs> we know of kids who don't like chocolates and who definitely don't like tickles yes. so you know honestly you just gotta let them explore and you know figure it out so in our NET podcast, we'd spoken about how most children love playing with water and how you can convert that into a whole lot of fun and learning and include every component of language in it, from receptives to intraverbals to tacts and mans. Not to forget a whole lot of gross motor and fine motor limitation along the way. So let's take the example of a child who enjoys drinking juice. And here is an everyday routine that you can convert into a learning activity by doing this. First up, you can teach him how to man for a glass, 
for you to pour the juice into this is assuming he really wants the juice yeah, yeah. And you can offer him choices between a flavor that you know he really likes and one that he doesn't like so much. And say, pick one. This helps him make a choice. You can ask him to get a napkin to, to wipe a spill if there is one. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can have him wash his glass, teaching him an important aerial skill. He can, of course, learn to fetch his own glass. Uh, and you can make it such that, you know, he gets it from a messy array of things i mean which is where we want children to be able to apply their skills right of receptive language so go get me a glass and if it's all in a washed tub or something tub with full of washed vessels and he has to find a glass and bring it for you he can learn to ask for help to reach for the glass if it's out of sight or if it's at a height uh, if he's verbal um, there can be a, a whole lot of conversation built around that activity of drinking a glass of juice if not, there are always pictures that come to your aid. Uh, if you have a, an uh, AAC app on a device, you can use that to talk about it. The list is endless. Now, we want to emphasize that the lockdown means that your child's access to center-based intervention is almost non-existent. And you as a parent have to play multiple roles here, right? It's, yeah, it's it's new. It's and new. It's hard. Absolutely, and you go from learning the ropes yourself to putting on the therapist hat with your child and bridging that learning gap. But here is where we want to bring, you know, um, a little point up. This doesn't imply that your whole day or all your time needs to be devoted to intervening with your child. Instead, you'd rather build in multiple segments of quality interaction and work time with your child split across the day in such a way that you as a parent and as an individual, you get to do whatever you need to do. And in small bursts, you ensure your child also receives the inputs that he requires. And of course, uninterrupted time with you. And that doesn't make you a bad parent. Oh no, it doesn't. Yeah, There was somebody who said, I almost feel guilty if I you know, um, sit and watch something or read something for a while when yeah. my child is free yeah. because I feel like I'm wasting time and I should be working with him. Yeah. So I guess everybody deserves some me time. Absolutely. And when you're recharged, then, you know, automatically your interaction with your child is a whole lot better and it's of higher quality so yeah just make sure you're you know not overdoing it and just intervening with your child in small bursts you want to continue to love each other <laughs> yeah that's that's well said so we acknowledge that this can be quite the challenge but we also believe that it is possible to make the most of these times and Gita and I are here to support you through it so with that, we wrap up today's episode of Autism Every Day. As always, write in to us. We love hearing from you. So send us your feedback, your questions and your thoughts at wechallengeautism at gmail.com or you can DM us at wechallengeautism on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Stay safe and see you next time.